there, Purpose Peeps. Welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and future phenomenal women from our Black Girls of Purpose community. And I know I've said that the past few weeks and we haven't had an interview yet, but trust me, I have some really cool ones coming. Um, I really want to do a Where Are They Now? A series because we've interviewed so many amazing women over the past few years and I thought it would be cool as opposed to just trying to find new people which new people are cool we're not team no new friends over here but um, I thought it would be really cool just to see the progress that a lot of the women in our community have made especially because I know in the few last few years like the transformation that God has done with me and so I'm actually going to be reaching out to people in the upcoming weeks um, one of our interviewees uh she is amazing and i'm probably going to reach out to her pretty soon uh, because she came on here she has a uh, a subscription box called uh called black lit and her website is i am um and when she came on to the episode few, a few years ago she was talking about how she wanted to eventually open up a bookstore and y'all she is literally opening up a bookstore her soft launch is this weekend and she's doing a larger launch in a couple weeks and so I know that I want to have her come back on here um there's just a lot of people that I have had community with over these past few years and that's what's been such a blessing about this podcast is it's put me into contact with a lot of really dope women um so she's someone I know that I want to follow up with and she really sparked to that desire to do a where are they now segment so keep an eye out for those those will be coming soon and if you are someone who's ever been interviewed here on the podcast I may be reaching out to you so anyway that's just kind of a side note but I want to get into today's episode um today's episode is called how to deal with anxiety and I actually pulled a lot of notes from a series that I did in November of, I want to say it was 2019. Yeah, it was 2019 because I had just had our son, John, who is now three, which is crazy. You guys have been with us for a very long time. Um, but I pulled some notes together about anxiety because as I came into my prayer closet this morning, I looked at a book that I have that was called Anxious for Nothing and or that is called Anxious for Nothing. And I was just like, man, that's really what we have to talk about right now, because there are so many reasons to be anxious right now. Right. Like with our economy and the dollar not stretching as far as it used to go and safety. Um, I'm here in Texas and I'm sure many of you all have seen uh, the mass shootings that we've had over the past few weeks. Um, with Uvalde and the school and 17 children dying and two adults. And then just earlier this week, there was a shooting at a recreation center. Praise be to God. The No kids were harmed, no staff. Um, they did kill the gunman. Um, and so even in that, like I'll be praying for his family because at the end of the day, a lot of these families seem to be completely... Uh, just taken aback that their child or whoever would would do this. There's rumors that this was a a disgruntled parent. And there hasn't been confirmation about that. But anyway, um, that's still a loss for their family, whether or not they were right about what they did. And so um, 
saying all those things again to say that we have, by the world standards, a lot of reasons to be anxious. And I believe as Jesus in Christ, as, as followers of Jesus Christ, we have a unique opportunity in this time and age that we're in where a lot of people are anxious to shine, right? Where scripture talks about how no one lights a lamp and hides it under a basket, that the city that is put on a hill cannot be hidden. Like, I really feel like God is positioning us to be seen as his children, where other people are kind of curious about the fact that we're not anxious when they're anxious. And I know that that will take some heart work to do because you like girl no I'm just as anxious as everybody else but I think that this is a unique opportunity and so in today's episode we're going to be talking about how to combat anxiety now I do want to preface this by saying that everything that I share in this episode is coming from a spiritual perspective a darkness versus light a a view that not we're in this world and not of this world of you that um the fight is not against flesh and blood but against principalities and spiritual forces and so i say all that to say if you feel like you need to be seen by a doctor or a professional do not be like oh well Bree said on the black girls of purpose podcast that yet everything i'm saying is true because everything i'm saying is coming from the bible like scripture you can't argue with scripture but this is a really great place to start because i have found even in my own life sometimes we will skip straight to the medical and we and we're trying to heal the fruit and we don't actually look at the root of it like what is causing me to be anxious and so today's episode is really going to help you to look at the root of what may be causing anxiety and if you go through all these steps and you work through it and you feel like you're still needing additional assistance please go and talk to a licensed professional um a resource that i love is therapy therapy for black girls um their website is fantastic and they are always updating it when they first launched it it was just that uh, directory right where you could just search and now they have it where you can search according to where you are you can search by the insurance you have to make sure that your time would be covered and so i highly recommend them so with all those housekeeping things and disclaimers out of the way let's get into today's message now our focus scripture for today comes from philippians 4 6 through 7 it says do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in your heart let your requests be made known unto god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in christ jesus one of my favorite parts about this scripture is that it literally says do not be anxious about anything There is not a caveat. God doesn't say, okay, well, don't be anxious about most things. And then you can be anxious about this. He says, do not be anxious about anything. And I know as a mom, I think about my children and how they really have no reason to be anxious, no reason to concern themselves with anything. Because at the end of the day, their father and I, my husband and I, we're the ones who have been tasked with making sure that they have the things that they need. So my children are real. Their responsibility is wake up and have fun and spend time with each other and eat and they don't have to make their meals. They could just ask my husband or myself for the food that they're eating. And I really believe that 
we're supposed to have that same heart posture towards God, right? Like, and notice I said heart posture because it's not so much that we can just sit and be like, oh, the Lord, he gonna provide for my needs, but we're not doing the things that he has tasked us with doing, but we should have a heart posture that says, hey, I'm gonna do my part, but I also understand that God is gonna come and cover the rest of it. That if I give him, I think about tithes and offering, like I'm gonna give him this 10% that I've got and he's gonna multiply it. He's gonna multiply it. And I was actually in my um, quiet time yesterday and I was thinking about the miracle with the two fish and five loaves of bread. And I was thinking about it because I was at the prayer room that I think I've talked about many times here on the podcast. And my children, specifically my youngest, my baby Joshua, uh, the one that I was set to have right before I, I left the podcast last year, he was cutting up. There's just no other way to put it, y'all. He was cutting up. He was acting cray cray. And I was like, bro, what is happening right now? And, you know, the the perfectionist, recovering perfectionist side of me was like, we're supposed to be in this prayer room and I'm just supposed to be like looking to God and singing and, you know, just feeling his peace wash over me and writing my notes and reading a scripture and writing my notes again and sitting in silence. And I'm like, bro, you're kind of killing my vibe. You're kind of killing the vibe right now. And so that was the temptation. But I really felt like in that moment, God was just like, give me what you have and I will multiply it. That give me this time. Yeah, I know in your mind it was gonna be two hours. Hey, if you got 30 minutes of pretty much focus time with the occasional asking Joshua to calm down and praying for him and looking at other people and asking your son older sons to get you some water so he can calm down, like just give me that time and I promise I will multiply it. And that's how I apply my efforts in life with my children, with raising them, that there's a lot of pressure with that, right? Especially in a society that is just seemingly darker and darker. And I've heard so many people say that that's the reason they don't want to have kids is because like we're living in dark times right now. And I tell my response to that is as believers in Jesus Christ, we are literally light bearers. And so when we have children, we're bearing future light bearers. So if we feel like it's dark, that's almost an incentive to have more children. Okay, well, we need to have more. We need more light, so we need more children. And it can be tempting to get into a place where I'm just so consumed with my own efforts. Am I doing enough for my kids? Are they getting, you know, enough active time? Are they are they doing the right extracurricular activities? Are they getting too much screen time? Are they getting too much of this particular type of food and not enough of this type of food to eat? Like, it is very easy to be anxious about those things. But I just bring that same mentality of, hey, God, this is what I feel is best based on the knowledge and the wisdom that you've given me, the experiences that I've seen from parents around me and I'm gonna put it at your feet and ask that you would multiply it and you know that has brought me so much peace I had shared um in that the original series that this uh, episode is from the sound mind series that I did in 2019 I shared how you know I used to get really angry and as I did more work and I went to therapy and was talking to my therapist and trying to get clarity around that I realized that so much of my anger was coming from a place of wanting to be in control 
that if it was a situation I felt like I couldn't control, then I got angry because I was just, you know, I don't like being out of control. I don't like it. But God has really helped me over the years. And I really feel like he used my back to back pregnancies to do that, where it was like, girl, what are you really in control of? Nothing. So humble thyself, sit here at my feet and I will give you the perspective that you need. I will give you the wisdom that you need and I will guide you in a place where you won't be anxious because you know that I'm the one supplying for all of your needs. So in the scripture, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, I realize that there are really two main keys. It says the things that I realize is, is that if I'm anxious or worried about a particular matter, it's probably an indication that I haven't prayed about it. And the same is probably true for you. If it's if it's something you're anxious about, you may not have prayed about it. And then the second key is that if we, if I, if you have prayed, then we may have issues actually trusting God to do the thing. So we prayed about it. We say, okay, Lord, you know, bless me with a new car. And then we get up off our knees and then we go and spend four hours we spend more time looking at the cars and and being anxious about the cars and worrying about the cars and you know doing research but then also just like freaking out a little bit and God's like okay so you asked me to help you with the car situation but like when am I actually going to get a moment to work on it because you're you're obsessively working on it right and it's especially depending on how long you've been in the faith Uh, I feel like those of us who maybe have been in the faith longer, sometimes we are not as good in the trusting part because we start looking at prayer as just a, uh, one of my brothers in Christ said this and I was like, yeah, I mean, the language is kind of hard to accept, but that's really how we look at it. We just look at prayer as like a Jesus chore, like a thing you do, you get up, you pray, you read your Bible for a few minutes and you go on about your day, but we're not really looking for it to be a transformative experience where we come here with our burdens and we walk away feeling free and feeling like, okay, God has heard me and he's got it and I don't have to worry about anything. And I don't know if there's anyone in your life that you feel like, oh, I know if I talk to Rachel, it's done. Like it's as good as done. Or if you have really close relationships with parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles or again, best friends, if there's just someone who you can say, you know, if I give it to them, I know they're going to handle it. However close you are to that person, I want you to know that God is greater because he literally can handle it. We are still humans at the end of the day. And there are things that even our most trustworthy confidants cannot handle because it's bigger than them or timing is messed up. And so, yeah, in a previous season, they would have killed it. But in this current season, they have, you know, a job uh, offer that's coming through and they're moving to a new city and those types of things. And so God can handle it. He can handle everything. He can handle everything. And so I want to make sure that when we're praying, first that we're praying, if we're looking to combat anxiety, that we would actually pray about the thing that we're anxious about. And then after we have prayed, I want us to make sure that we're actually trusting that God is going to come through and answer our requests. There's a scripture in James 1 through 5, and it says, if any of you lacks wisdom regarding unforeseen trials and tribulations, he should ask God who gives to all generously and without criticizing and it will be given to him the next two verses are very key 
because it has a conditional statement. It says, but let him ask in faith without doubting for the doubter is like the surging sea driven and tossed by the wind. That person should expect to receive nothing from God. I'll say that last part again. That person should expect to receive nothing from God. That's hard. That's hard. But you know what I love is that even in him saying that, scripture also says we just need faith the size of a mustard seed. So even if your whole body doesn't have faith, if you could get a little bit, if you could just get like the size of your baby toenail and it honestly just smaller than that. To say, you know what, God, you can do this. You can do this. And sometimes I will tell my I will say that out loud if I'm in a situation where the outcome is not what I expect or it's taking longer. I say, God, you can do this. This is not about if you can or not, whether you choose to, that's a different story, but you are able to do this for me. And not even like a, you owe me God, you come on, like you see what I be doing. No, it's just like, no, you are physically able to do this. And it's in me saying that it's a reminder to myself because the temptation is to believe, oh, well, God just might not be able to do it. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? The creator of the universe? And you're saying what he can do, baby, I don't want to, I don't want to be in that boat with you. I just don't want to be in that boat with you. And so this scripture says the person who doesn't have faith, and again, it only has to be the side of a mustard seed, should not expect to receive anything from God. If you're praying and you're not even really believing it. And you know, there's, I love the, the man in the Bible came and approached Jesus and said, you know, I help my unbelief. Like if it's, even if you are struggling in that area, you can tell God, hey, God, I want to trust you with this, but I'm tempted not to. And tell him why. Because, you know, last time when this happened, it didn't really work out the way I was thinking. So, like, you know, it's kind of hard to give you this to you and you're telling me not to be anxious. But history would show that I, I could potentially be a little bit anxious about this. I get very honest with God because I it doesn't benefit to fake him. And I, I think I've shared here on the podcast as well. Someone said this, they said, God cares more about what's in your heart than what's coming out of your mouth. So if you're saying, oh God, we praise you and you're so worthy and you're able to do everything and we love you. That's what your mouth is saying. But your heart is saying, God, I don't know about this. God, you know, I'm kind of disappointed in you. God, you know, you, you really hurt me. Like if you, if that's what your heart is saying, but your mouth is saying something else, God's like, can we talk about the heart thing? But he's such a gentleman. He's not going to force you to talk about it. He will allow things to come and to go. And he will allow you to put band-aid solutions on it until you just reach a, a breaking point and say, okay, are you ready to talk about this now? And I, you know, I, I've shared that here on the podcast. That was part of this year plus that I took off it was really me time for me to get honest with God because as someone who had you know a women's ministry black girls with purpose helping women to to know what their purpose is in God and be confident in their God-given identities as someone who had that it felt like well I have to say these things I have to do this stuff and he was like you're even treating the podcast like a Jesus chore. Okay, I come in here. 
I read my Bible, I write something up, and then I share it. And, you know, people can tell. People people are drawn to authenticity. And because, and I'm just so grateful that God, like, pulled me away. You know, he didn't allow me to, um, I think about film being developed. Like, he, there were certain things that had to happen in the dark room where he was like, yeah, that that part is not cute. And I can handle it. But if you expose this to the masses... People are going to be like, wait, she's supposed to be the one who is charging me up in my faith. And now she over here saying she has doubts about the things that God has told her. Like, what? No. But God can handle it. And he wants you to be honest with him. And so if you're in a situation where you're saying, Brie, I want to pray so that I can combat this anxiety. And then after I pray, I want to trust that God's got it. But I'm just struggling. Tell him that you can tell him. Because, again, your girl got very, very honest. And it was almost as if I felt God saying, finally, girl, now we can talk about it. Because I can't heal it if you don't even reveal it. Like, if you just like, oh, no. Oh, this big gash on my leg. No, that's just I just bumped my knee and then it creeped up to the top of my leg. But it's fine. I'm not. No, I know it's bleeding, but it's fine. I just, I got this Band-Aid, and so it's just going to be fine. And God's like, okay, no, a Band-Aid, good. I'll be over here (laughs) when you're ready to talk about it. But he does not force himself on us, and I love that about him because it really does increase, at least in my own experience, it increases my love for him and my appreciation for him because I'm like, wow, God, you really let us be out here wilding or lying to ourselves. And then when we're ready to come back to you, you're like, great. So what did what did we miss? I was there with you the whole time, but you acted like I wasn't there. So let's talk about it. Right. Uh, speaking about being anxious about our needs, right, our physical needs with crazy economy, crazy gas prices, crazy grocery prices. One of my favorite scriptures for this is Matthew 6, uh, 25 through 34. And it says, therefore, I do not. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? I'll read that again. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the fields, which is here today and gone tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or What shall we drink or what are we going to wear? For the pagans, those who do not know God, run after all of these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Ooh, that's good Bible, y'all. That's good Bible. At the end of the day, the truth of the matter is, 
if we truly trust God, if we believe what his word says, we never have a reason to be anxious. We don't have a reason to stay up late and lose sleep. Psalm 4, 8 actually says, in peace will I lie down and sleep because you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And I know, again, what what I shared in the opening of the episode about, you know, concerns with safety and okay am I going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to be safe there are my children am I going to send my children to school and will they be safe there like I, I know how real those thoughts are but I just pray all the more that we would be ones who pray taking that same amount of time that we spend worrying about something and saying you know what this isn't helpful so I'm gonna that 30 minutes I normally would spend going through all the possibilities of what could go wrong I'm actually going to spend that time in prayer instead and what is so amazing is that when you pray God is not expecting you to come up with a fix for it he's not like okay so he's not coming to you like so what are we going to do about this like it's not that's not it that's not it a lot of time and it's also not a venting session now you can tell God everything but venting sessions you don't do any listening you just tell them everything, tell the person you're talking to everything. And then you're like, all right, I feel so much better. That's not what this is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a conversation and a dialogue where you say, God, this is what's concerning me. And he will speak to you through songs. He can speak to you through his word. Obviously, he can even speak to you through words of encouragement from other people. And it might not be in that specific session of prayer, right? But you may go along your day and someone might come up to you and say, you know, I just want you to tell you that you're doing a fantastic job that, you know, I know our boss doesn't really seem to comment on the things that you're doing. And you might be concerned about your job security, but just know I see you and you're working in such a way that it's, 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 it's just amazing. It's just amazing where the, where maybe that was the very thing you were concerned about that that morning you had prayed to God like, God, I don't even know if they see me at work. You know, I want this raise and, you know, I'm trying to do these different things that I feel like you've put on my heart to do, but I don't even know if my efforts matter. And in that same day, he can bring somebody to you to say, I just want you to know that you're doing a great job here. Our company is so excited that you're here and that you're part of of what we're doing. That's God. That's not coincidence. That's God. If you pray about finances and you say, God, man, you know, I'm, I'm concerned. Rent is due in a few weeks and we don't have no more money than we had when rent was due last time and we barely made that you know where it's like well we haven't gotten a a pay raise we haven't got a new job so I'm confused as how this is supposed to keep working and God will come through and and you you know might have a relative who's like hey girl God put you on my heart this morning so I just check your account I put a couple hundred dollars in there right? You might be worried about your health. Maybe you're waiting on a, on a a diagnosis that the doctors called and, and said, you know, yeah, we, we, we saw something on the scan and we need you to come back in. And even in that situation, he can bring you so much peace peace that surpasses all understanding where of course you go in wanting a good report but even if they say yeah we actually found something then he can comfort you so much in that moment 
because scripture says that he is with the brokenhearted because getting bad news with in regards to your health, it can break your heart. And that he is near those who are crushed in spirit, where you feel his nearness in a way you have never felt it before. Because even in the midst of this trial and tribulation, like we just talked about in James, you're coming to him and you're asking for wisdom about it. And he's giving you wisdom like, yeah, I know this is really inconvenient, but I'm using it because there's going to be someone else in your family who's going to get a similar diagnosis and I need you to be able to witness to them through your actions. I saw that on a um, on Elevation Church, if you all are familiar with them, based in one of the Carolinas. Um, a, a young girl had gotten a cancer diagnosis and obviously it rocked her whole family. I think she was a teenager. And um, but she went through her chemo treatments and was, you know, holding out strong. And then her mom was diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, that would send a, a, a typical family whirling. Like, what in the world is going on right now? But the mom said, she said, I had watched my daughter and the grace with which she had handled her cancer diagnosis. And it showed me, like, if my daughter can do this, then I can get through this. How amazing is that? And I know from my own experience, as far as struggling with confidence and and wondering, does God really hear me? Does he see me? Or do my efforts matter? I have seen from 2018 when I started this podcast and I actually closed down my company Brands by Breed to present day 2022 where my business is really growing and thriving and, and more than the financial piece, the amount of women I've been able to meet and encourage moms who are like me who are at home full time and feel like I don't know if anything I'm doing is worth anything. You know, I have seen that God has used that dark time in my life for his glory. Because now I'm able to reach back to other moms and not only validate them and tell them that they're special and that they have these unique gifts, but also I've been able to work with them to cultivate them and launch new businesses and start new projects. There's not a price I can put on that. It's such a blessing to me. No, God does not waste anything. That's what scripture, he does not waste anything. He does not waste anything. He's so good, y'all. He's so faithful. And I know sometimes when we come to him in prayer, there's this temptation to be like, okay, I'm telling you and I'm praying about it. So like fix it. And sometimes that's not it. Sometimes he's working on our character development. And there's so many times I came to God and with different things, especially regarding our finances. Like, why are we still going through this? Why are we still going through this? Why, God? I don't get it. I'm I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm, you know, 
like kind of like Elijah was like, I'm doing your work. Like I'm out here. I'm the only prophet, which he was not. There were 7,000 more, but that's how he felt. I'm the only one prophesying in your name and I'm doing this and I'm doing that for what? And the answer is for my glory. God's like, you're doing it for my glory. Because Paul talked about this. He said, I have learned in whatever condition I am to be content. Whether I have much or I have little. And it's so easy to. It's a lot easier, I'll say. Because sometimes having much can be just as tempting as having little. But it can feel a lot easier when you have much. Like, oh, well, I would be good if I just had more. But you, God develops our character in seasons where we feel like we're lacking that very thing that we're need, we need. I saw this book title and read a few pages out of it. Um, and it said the, the fire of unanswered prayers. Man, just the title got me. Because yes, we pray and we pray in faith, but sometimes God doesn't answer the way that we're expecting. But it doesn't make him any less good, y'all. It doesn't make him any less good. And I love that he says in James to ask him. You can ask him, God, why am I going through this? Why did I get that diagnosis? Why can we not seem to make ends meet? Why are there all these mass shootings? Why can't I get out of debt quickly? Like, ask him. Ask him what he's doing with it. Ask him what he's doing with it. And then pray that he would give you the strength to not be anxious because you say, you know what, God, I don't know what you're doing. But I trust you. And I love you. And I'm I'm, I'm willing to see this thing through as long as you are. I'm going to stand right here and I'm going to keep praying. And I'm going to keep fasting. I'm going to keep encouraging myself. I'm going to keep listening to this, these worship songs. Scripture says that God gives us a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. That I'm going to blast this music until the devil gets sick of it. And he don't even have time or space to come in with these horrendous thoughts. Because this room is filled with worship and he cannot be in the room with worship. Because he's like, oh, you talking about the one who cast me down to hell. So, like, I can't really get with the whole praising him thing. Right? Scripture says, draw near to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So, again, y'all, I know we have so many reasons. If you look on paper, there's so many reasons in this time and age that we're living in to be anxious. But I truly believe that this is an opportunity for us to shine brighter than we ever have. And for us to shine, not for ourselves... Not for our own efforts, not for our own accolades, but to give God glory. To give God glory. So I'm going to pray. Father God, thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time in your word, Lord God, that, like I said at the beginning, most of this episode is scriptures, just scriptures, because we need your word, Lord God, to be able to make it through this world, Lord God. I just pray. For every person who's under the sound of my voice, Lord God, who is anxious about a a bad report that they got with their health, Lord God, anxious about 
um, maybe an eviction notice, Lord, that they've been served, Lord God, anxious about an upcoming court date, Lord God, anxious about their children, Lord God, anxious about maybe aging parents, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that your spirit would just rush in wherever they are right now, if they're in their kitchen, if they're in their bathroom, Lord, if they're in their car, if they're in their prayer closet, Lord, I just pray that they would feel an overwhelming sense of your Holy Spirit with them. Lord, that they would know that you will never leave them nor forsake them, Lord, that you are for them and not against them, Lord God. Give them that confidence. Strengthen them, Lord, within their inner man. And I pray that whatever you bring them through, Lord God, whatever trials that you're using to refine them in this season, Lord, that it would bring them so much closer to you, Lord God, and it would allow them to shine brighter for you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> So, there is one more scripture I want to share with you all. And after that, I will share um, just a, a call to action for this episode. Um, as always, if there is more you'd like to talk about, chat about, you can DM my personal Instagram at B, light, like light up the darkness, foot smith, B as in boy, lightfoot smith on Instagram. I would love to continue the conversation with you over there. And um, I'm going to read this final scripture for you. So the scripture is 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7. It says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So, y'all, that is it. I hope today's episode blessed you. Trust it blessed me, uh, even as I was sharing. God is just so good and he's so faithful. And the more we meditate on him, like, the less room there is for anxiety. Like, if you're just thinking about and think about, like, if you got a new boo, you just spend all your time thinking about him, like, oh, my gosh, and he fine, and he do mine. And, like, if you're thinking about him all the time, you don't even have the time to think about the fact that, you know, maybe he doesn't wear the kind of clothes that you like that much, right? Or the fact that, like, his car could be a little cleaner. Like, you're just focused on him and the goodness of him as his character, Right? And so same thing with God. If we're meditating on his character, like we can release the timing because like we're like, okay, God, yeah, you're not really moving as quick as I would like you to move, but you're good, period. That's that on that, right? And so I hope that this episode encouraged you. I hope that you'll share it with someone, especially if it's someone you know struggles with anxiety and you can give them that same disclaimer that I gave. Like, hey, I'm not saying stop going to therapy, but this episode really blessed me and I hope it blesses you. Um, and I would also say I have books available. Um, the Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose for Women. I actually released that, I think, right before I went on my long hiatus. Um, but I want to sh I'm sharing that because there is a chapter in the book about worry and anger, like emotions that can kind of create a gap between us and God, more of a wedge, right? Where 
we're so consumed with our emotions we can't even hear him speak and y'all know again tying it back to relationships like sometimes you could get in a uh, disagreement with your boo and you're just so overcome with emotion you're not even speaking logically like and he's just like okay girl do you need a moment because like what you're not gonna do is talk to me crazy and you're like no because you you do this all the time and god is patient and he will listen to us um but i have just found that there are certain emotions worry anxiety anger um depression right that will create that wedge and so in my book the black girl's guide to living on purpose for women I have more scriptures like I've shared in today's episode on how you can combat those different emotions. And so if you're interested in getting that book, you have two options. You can go to blackgirlswithpurpose.org, just like it sounds, just like the name of the podcast, and you can purchase it on there. If you purchase books on my site, I sign all of those personally, or you can go to amazon.com and just search the Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose for Women. It has my face right in the middle of it, so you'll know you have the right one. And it says Brianna Lightfoot Smith at the bottom, and it's a blue cover. But I would love for you to get that book if that's something that you're struggling with. And in the book, I talk about a variety of topics. I talk about our identity in Christ. I talk about having healthy friendships and relationships. I talk about finding purpose in our career, uh, which I find is especially relevant for our generation where we're switching jobs a lot more often right than our parents like we be at a job for two to three years and they are in them like for 20 to 25 to 30 to 40 and we're like how did you do that right so there's a chapter in the book on that but I would love for you to get that book if you feel like it could be a help to you and again you can go to blackgirlswithpurpose.org and I have my books on the actual homepage as well as in the, if you click books in the menu bar, or you can go to amazon.com and type in the Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose for Women. And I will link to both options in the show notes. So I hope that you have an amazing day um, or night whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye bye.